Hello and welcome to Integratus. I'm your host, Jonathan Franz. And if you are one of those curious listeners on the other end, I say thank you. This is a space where you can create a deeper connection with yourself, a space to embody a more authentic you. Along the way, I'll share the highs, the lows, the learnings and the losses of my experience in life. And in turn, I hope it helps you to open up your heart a little, to grow in extraordinary ways, and to ultimately feel inspired so you too can embrace your fears and share your gifts to the world. Welcome to Integratus. Enjoy the show. Bom, 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 bom. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It is me, your favorite person in the whole entire world, Mr. Jonathan Franz, and you are walking into episode five of the Integratus podcast, where you can find a place to see, seek, and heal yourself in whatever way comes to you through this podcast through some sort of inspiration in your life, through an experience, through birthing a child. I mean, whatever it is, however it comes into your life, I hope this podcast can be a catalyst for that, for a place for you to see yourself more, for you to seek out your deeper calling in life and to ultimately heal your wounds so you can flourish. You know, that's, like I said, that's the path I'm on. Uh, and I think it's like, I think it's the truest path because we all are following it. And at some level, we're all, we're all following this path to heal oneself, whether it's in this lifetime or the next. So episode five is underway. We are almost there at 21. (laughs) We will make it. I feel I feel like I've got confidence. I've got the courage. I've got a, like some momentum building, which is awesome. So I feel like I will get there. Um, okay. Last week, I talked about morning practices. It was actually one of the things I talked about. I also talked about, you know, what it's like to uh, write a love letter to yourself and how you can embody this feminine practice of writing a love note. yourself and if that's very foreign to you then yeah I would start to explore that you know maybe you want to start with journaling maybe you want to start with reflecting your thoughts on your day maybe you just want to start by giving out more compliments and support to people that are around you and then you can ultimately have the courage to shine the most important light on the most important person which is you and you know write down or just speak some beautiful things to yourself and really encourage that that self-talk really encourage that opening inside of yourself but i talked about uh morning practices and something something clicked to me over the last week and, and just sitting with the morning practice that i actually talked about so if if you haven't heard that episode, go back. I actually, it's actually one of my favorite episodes. Um, that's episode three, and oh, sorry, that's episode four. This is episode five. Um, that's one of my favorite episodes, just because I felt like I just sat down. I didn't feel like recording. 
I know I wanted to show up in my gut and I just pressed record and shared what was present in my life. And that was, that was like a big step because I was like, oh, normally it's kind of structured and I've got a thought and like, you know, I've been sitting on it for a while and I'm just starting to, yeah, come more into myself and just openly share and openly like speak without anything written down or without any structure sometimes. So playing with that. Um, but I, I talked about my morning practice. We'll get there, folks. We will get there. And if you did listen to that episode, episode four, y'all, um, I shared what my morning practice was. And I was thinking, man, maybe this can be a bit much for people because my morning practice, like I've worked on my morning practice for a long time and it's ebbed and flow with different modalities and, and different things in the morning, sometimes short, sometimes long, but I'm, I've been committed to a morning practice, I'd say for the last like three or four years of my life. And if it wasn't a morning practice, like when I was doing PT like four years ago and really, you know, big hours in the gym, I would find a way to slow down at night, but I was much more sporadic and um, I wasn't anywhere as disciplined as I was now with my morning practice because, yeah, fear was running my life and I felt like I just couldn't create the space and time for me. It was like too much of a conflict to do that because of, you know, the guilt that would come up because of the fear of like not having a client or not making enough money or like, you know, what would people think? What would I think <laughs> if I wasn't working, right? If I took a day off, it's, it's so obscure in this like rat race treadmill that we're on of life. And it's so important to constantly, consciously break away from the system and or at least create your own system where you're on your clock, when you're on your time, you know, at least having those spurts of moments in your life. And I'm really a proponent for that. So I shared this morning practice and it was, you know, I, I get in the sauna, I take my salt water, I, you know, I do some particular breathing, then I get outside, I do a more like rapid fire breathing, then I get in the pool, which is like freezing cold, then I do some more breathing, then I get in the shower, then I get changed, and then I go to the gym. And, and I, sometimes I'm going to the gym to actually serve a client, so, and sometimes I'm going to the gym to serve myself. So my morning practice does continue. Don't always have the luxury of doing that. Um, and, but I really want to prioritize the first two hours of my morning. Now I notice that I know that a lot of people don't have two hours in the morning to themselves. Um, and just on that statement, a lot of people don't have two hours to themselves in the morning. I get that that's a reality for sure. And instead of like unconsciously just saying, oh, I don't have two hours in the morning or like, you know, I don't have that time in my day. Instead of being like a victim to that mindset, wherever you are, I encourage you to bring more conscious thought to where you're at. So, if you don't have two hours in the morning, just ask why. You know, you might have just birthed a child, 
right? You might have, and, and like your number one priority is that baby, right? And your two hours in the morning is like, yeah, you're not serving yourself. You're serving, you're serving your, your newborn, your life, right? Where there's a huge responsibility to, to help this child grow and flourish and be safe and have love and all this sort of stuff. And like, yeah, if that's your first two hours of the day or one hour of the day, then that's, that's all good. All I'm saying is like consciously choose that. Be like, oh no, this is what I've chosen. And if you're at work and if it's like you wake up, you know, you don't really have a morning practice and you, you kind of autopilot and you're in the office at like 6.30 a.m. or 7 a.m. and you just got there. You know, you wake up, grab something quick to eat or, or not and just 6.30 a.m. you're in the office. At some level, you've consciously chosen that. Right, And instead of being a victim, oh, this is just the way life is, or I don't have any, oh, it's easy for you to say this and blah, blah, blah. Instead of pushing it all out, bring it back in and ponder the question, okay, well, at some level I've chosen this. Do I want to keep on choosing this? Maybe the answer is yes. Or do I want to change this? And maybe the answer is yes to that too. So just bringing more conscious awareness to the decisions that are already before us from the choices that we've made, right? And the power to make a different choice to create more space in your life. So what I want to say about my morning practice is, is that if you don't have two hours, right? <laughs> and, and it's not always two hours for me. Sometimes it's 45 minutes. Sometimes it's like 30 minutes. And sometimes I actually don't even do it, right? So I'm not a saint. <laughs> I'm not some guy that's just like, you know, got the perfect morning routine and like never changes. No, I'm, I'm in this game of life too. And I'm working and fumbling and failing and celebrating and, you know, learning along the way too, right? So don't pedestal me in, in any way because I've got some two-hour morning practice. Find your daily minimum. Find your daily minimum of your routine, your morning practice, your night practice. What's your daily minimum? Is it just like 10 minutes where you sit and consciously create an intention for your day? What's your daily minimum? Is it a walk? Is it just not checking your phone, not letting the all the other things that demand your attention in life, not letting them out the gate immediately. Like, is it just making that choice, not checking your phone for the first hour? Like you're on your clock, your time, your energy. Because ultimately what happens if you just train that pattern where you just wake up unconsciously, just check your phone, go on Instagram, email, reply, do whatever, 
that there hasn't been, you're ultimately going to train this unconscious pattern. And it's going to be a lot harder for you to stay focused, for you to stay in your responsive state, for you to have some separation from your emotions and your thoughts. It's going to be more difficult. I can guarantee it. I know the difference between when I do my morning practice and I don't. I know the difference. And now I prioritize the fact that it makes me feel way better. I can see the results. I can see the clarity of mind. I can see the ability to think um, not so erratic and, and not not react. Um, I'm actually slower. I'm, I'm happier. I'm more joyful. I've got more space. I'm rushing way less. I'm actually not rushing. Right? And there's a beautiful thing that can happen when you prioritize yourself in the morning and you actually say, no, this is my time. It has profound impacts in your life and everyone around you will feel it, but the most important person of your life, which is you, you will feel it. You will have a deeper connection with yourself. So that's my thoughts. I just want to clarify that, you know, don't use my morning practice around, you know, failing yourself. Oh, I don't have that. I can't do it. I just stick to what I'm doing on autopilot, right? Um, and, and something came up in a podcast that I actually want to share. And I just thought it was so interesting. You know, there's this guy speaking to, uh, a group of students, right? It's like 300 students in a room. And he says to all the students, he goes, put your hand up if you were told to focus at school. And everyone puts their hands up. And then he says, put your hands up if you were taught how to focus at school. Two people put their hands up. The difference is, that we can tell people to do something. We can talk about it, right? Like we're all being told to do certain things. Or we can teach. We can discover. We can be taught. Right? And that's such a different distinction. Like I was told to focus and concentrate at school all the time. It was just like, oh, got to concentrate. Oh, got to focus. I had no idea what the freak I was doing. I didn't know how to concentrate or focus. No one taught me how to focus. Right? Like, and now I'm figuring out how to focus <laughs> at 32 years old. You know, I'm figuring out how to bring more attention and attention into my life with focus. So I thought that was a fascinating example. And just one more little kind of nugget here around focus and attention and consciously choosing and unconsciously seeing, you know, or consciously seeing these unconscious patterns. I went to Chatswood the other day, which is a big Westfields shopping center. I don't often go into shopping centers, but when I do, the energy in the space hits me like a ton of bricks. 
immediately I feel my body clench and tighten. I'm walking faster, right? It's like I'm in a rush, but I've got plenty of time. And I feel constriction in my body. And I've had this feeling many times since walking in like shopping centers and places like Westfields, right? And I started to slow down and just be like, okay, what's really going on here? And I don't like this environment. That's what's coming up. Okay, well, why don't I like this environment? And this is like a deeper conversation, but at, at some level, that environment brings me right back to the state that I'm walking away from. And I say this with love because we're all stuck in our own versions of the matrix. But when I look around and I see humans, in my opinion, that are like literally on autopilot, eating shit food, you know, like the line for KFC and McDonald's and muffin break is, is massive. People are lining up for this food, for this highly processed crap. And, and I'm like, okay, that's not the way. And then I look at like what's happening and like people are people are sitting down and they're on their phones. Um, and when they're on their phones, I look at what they're actually doing and I look past and they're on social media, they're scrolling. And I'm, I'm, again, I look again. So like, what's that person doing on the phones? Social media scrolling. What's that person doing on their phones? Social media scrolling. And it's school holidays at the moment. And there's a lot of youth around in the shopping centers. And I'm noticing, man, like these youth, the youth is like fully in it. They're fully in the system. And I, I don't blame them. I don't blame anyone, actually. It's just what's happening and I can see it. And it's sad to me. It's sad that I feel like people are unconsciously walking through their life. And yeah, sad, um, depressed, anxious. And like stuck in a world that that's really difficult to get out of. Like really difficult to kind of backtrack from that. And never in our generation, like it's the first time ever in history that we're dealing with what we're dealing with. Like social media at such a technology at such an increasing rate. Like I'm all for technology, by the way. I'm not one of those like, like I just technology, it's great. It's amazing. And whoa, like you got to have some agency. Whoa, you got to have a practice to like counteract all the, um, all, all the algorithms that are trying to pull our attention in every which way, right? You've got to have 
some solid foundation inside yourself. And the youth that, that don't, that haven't been educated, that haven't been taught, that haven't like got these practices and principles established, my God, they are, they are like super vulnerable. So I just saw a lot of that in the shopping center. I was like, man, whoa, I want to get out of here. And I, I can feel the collective trap. Um, and the reason why I share that is just to reiterate how important it is to make conscious decisions in our lives, like a morning practice, like a practice, like a space where you can do something for you. There's no distractions. There's no one grabbing your attention. There's nothing like that. And, um, yeah, you choose to live your life in a conscious way and really encourage you to look at what you're unconsciously choosing in your life. What's on autopilot? You know, when you wake up, do you just turn on the news? Like for some reason, you just turn on the news. It's like bang. And then you have all this programming, all this negative programming that's coming into your life. Right, the the news is like literally ninety percent negative. Who stabbed who? Who murdered what? What's blowing up? You know what political campaigns here? Like how can we? Whatever it is, like it's just it's designed to keep our attention. Like, and the negative is way more powerful than the positive, right? Especially when we're unconscious to it. So to look at this, to look at the unconscious choices that you are somewhat choosing in your life and to make a different choice. Like to not open the phone immediately, to not go just to the habitual autopilot, to not just like numbingly scroll. A beautiful like thought around this is... (coughs) Excuse me. Um, I'm just going to read something out because this, this to me brings a bit more clarity and insight to what we can do. So if you do what you like with 100% involvement, and I mean, like we're not there yet, right? I'm not there yet. Um, there's plenty of things that I like and I do with the level of involvement, but it's not with 100% presence. So I'm learning how to bring 100% presence to uh, the things that I like, right? The things that really fill me up. But what if, what if I brought 200% involvement and presence into the things that I don't like? And it's like, I don't necessarily like doing my taxes, right? For example. But I know, like, what if I flip that and actually went, no, I'm going to bring 200% presence and involvement to this, to this doing my taxes, right? To looking at my bank account, to like, you know, being responsible for my finances. Okay, cool. All right. I don't necessarily like jumping in cold water most days. What if I brought 200% presence to that moment? That's, that moment's quite uncomfortable. What if I brought 100, 200% presence to that moment? 
So I don't know what this can open for you, but it's like, what if you gave 200% to the things that you don't necessarily like in life and you fully showed up for that? <sighs> All right. So, just to wrap this podcast up, um, I want to share what's present, <laughs> what I'm embarking on in the next seven days. So, currently, uh, for where I am, probably not when you listen to this podcast, but um, I'm seven days out from a a three-day solo retreat experience that I've created for myself. It's in the Blue Mountains. I've booked a cabin, uh, just a small cabin with a fire and like this cool mezzanine like level that's got books and beautiful light coming through. I'm, I'm really excited about just the setup. The setup is, um, it's inspiring. It's quite quaint and it really fits the mold of the Blue Mountains. So I'm excited about that. And I've been intentional with the space that I want to be in. I'm there for three days and I've decided to embark on a five-day water fast. The most I've ever fasted before is three days and I did that with black coffee. It's very different with black coffee. Uh, I mean, black coffee is an appetite suppressant. Um, it's also, you know, can shoot your your levels up, your energy levels up. It's a kind of a facade of energy. We all say, oh, caffeine gives me energy, but that, that actually is not the thing. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's awakening the caffeine, right? So I'm not drinking caffeine. I'm actually just doing a water fast and I'm extending those three days to two days, an extra two more days. So five days in total. And, um, I leave on Wednesday next week. So currently seven days out. And I, um, I'd be, it was in my gut for a while when I got back from my ayahuasca journey I felt like I really wanted to create more of these experiences in my life, like whether it be solo or with a group or with medicine or whatever. And I I had this feeling of like, no, nah, I want to just, I want to book something in the Blue Mountains solo. So I did it. I didn't know. I just booked it. It was like later on, you know, in July, I think I was in, maybe I was in March at the time and it was just, that's what my gut was saying. I didn't know what it was. I had no idea that I wanted to fast. You know, I'll speak a little bit more about the intention with what I've, what with, you know, what's landed. Um, but I, I had no idea. I was like, I just need to book this thing for three days. I don't know what it is. I need time on my own. I know that it's got to be away from Sydney and it's got to be by myself. So now coming up closer to it, you know, my body's speaking to me and I'm like in the rhythms of what this could be. So I, I, I was contemplating whether or not I fast or not. And I've decided to, to fast. The reason for my fasting is because I want to, 
I don't want to have any other uh, distractions. Not that I'm saying food and eating is a distraction, but I, I didn't want anything to take me away from me being with myself and feeling all of the emotions and thoughts and stuff that's inside of me. And with food, food's been, you know, actually I'll do another episode on on food later on and, and my relationship to food, but food has been, food has, has a huge expression um, of many different feelings and emotions in my life. It's also linked and tied with uh, some, of course, trauma and wounds um, where I've used food to self-soothe and I've used food as a way to um, suppress my emotions. I've used food as a way to um, just feel good, you know, have some feeling of feeling good, that instant gratification of just comfort um, I've used food in many different ways and also really healthy and positive ways. And like nutrition and food and nourishment is, whoa, I mean, it's <laughs> it's the elixir, right? It's like Mother Nature has granted us with the fact that we get to grow and, and um, yeah, like nourish ourselves in the land, which is wild. So yeah, food's a big part of my life. And... I had this feeling of like, nah, I just want to be with my emotions. I want to be with all the parts of me that are like, we're hungry and like, we got to eat and all the stuff. So I'm fasting. I know that's going to bring me into more sensitivity as well, which I'm excited for. Um, I am starting my fast two days before I leave because I know that the first two days can be the hardest two days. And I don't want to have all of like my mental power on, on like my hunger uh, whilst I'm there, I actually want to have some of that out of the way. So the first two days are typically the hardest with the fast. Um, and then after that, it gets easier and easier and easier. And then you find yourself going, oh, I don't even need to eat. Right. Um, but I want those first two days, you know, before I actually walk into this solo experience. And, um, so I'm doing that and, the second intention here is I want to get out of Sydney. I want to get away from my current routine, my clients, um, my family, like just the, the, the typical everyday sight of what I see. I just new visions, new environments, new, just like new surroundings same me, <laughs> time for an upgrade, right? So I'm feeling like I just want to be away and create a bunker of solitude. The third intention is, um, so I'll say the first, really the first intention is to cleanse, right? And I think it's really important to cleanse in, in life. The second intention is to actually just create a new environment. I think it's really important to create new environments. You know, like I've got to pack a bag, you know, not that I need much stuff, but I've got to pack. I've got to, you know, think about how I want this to go. Take a couple of notepads, take a book, a journal, a candle. Like, you know, I've got to grab my stuff and get into a new environment. So create a new environment. And the third is I 
am in a deep dive with the Gene Keys at the moment, which I've talked about on previous podcasts. It's a beautiful study of astrology, the I Ching, which is a very old and wise um, philosophy, and and um, and DNA, and it combines these three components, like our DNA, our makeup, our astrology when we were, when we were born, and uh, the I Ching, which is 64 hexagrams. I mean, it goes really deep. And it's all about finding your genius in life and, and creating your truth and expressing that. So I'm going to go and do a like a three-day deep dive with the Gene Keys. I want to take the book. I want to take my profile. I want to sit next to the fire. I want to read and write and really start to uh, embody this study that I'm on. And the fourth intention here, and this is like the most grandiose one, and this is the one that I'm playing with and it's quite new to me. Again, I've learned it from the feminine and they are spectacular at this. And I think there's been a lot of, and including myself, you know, I have I have made fun or ridiculed this whole thing of manifestation before. And I've thought that it's really woo-woo and you know, I, I thought that, oh, you know, what does it mean? You just sit on your ass and like, you know, do nothing all day and just think about what you want and it comes to reality. And like, you know, I, I was just, I was ignorant, man. And I had I had no idea of like the power of our mind and the power of the universe and nature and all of the stuff. Like we are magnetic beings. We have super fucking powers and I'm only starting to realize that now. So I want to go and manifest the next six, 12, six to 12 months of my life. And when I say manifest, I don't know exactly what like it all entails. I'm going to find out my own process. But in my gut, what I feel is here is like, I want to sit with some big questions, which is like, where, what, are, <laughs> See, it's already hard. It's already hard. All right. The first one is like, where do I see myself in the next six months, six, 12 months, really 12 months, right? It's like, where do I want to live? Who do I want to be around? What kind of people do I want to see? Um, the people that are around me, what are they doing with their lives? What are they embodying? And what am I sharing with the world? What are some of my offerings, right? How am I serving the greater good? How am I serving humanity? So it's like it, it's all encapsulated in that bubble. And I want to manifest it. I want to bring it to reality. I want to create it with my mind and feel all the feelings about it and see myself actually doing this right, and putting myself out there and being more courageous and loving myself unconditionally, unconditionally, no matter what happens. That's the trick, right? It's like, it's not about what I want to create or like what I feel like I need to do in my life. It's, it's not that. It's like, I'm just, there's an essence and there's a fuel that I want to start operating from. And it, it is in this manifesting world and, and really creating my reality and playing to my full fucking potential. 
I want to I want to play in that zone. So I'm doing that. Just say those four intentions again because this is something that I actually want to do with people. Um, I want to help people construct their own solo retreats, <laughs> you know, and and actually they can ha- they can set their own intentions and maybe they're based around these principles that. I've figured out or I'm practicing in my own life. The first one is cleanse. Like cleanse, whether it's a fast or whether it's like getting rid of meat or I don't know, but like a full cleanse, getting rid of sugar, like, you know, ultra processed foods, carbohydrates, like the processed ones, really cleansing to cleanse the body so we can think clearer, so we can be more magnetic in life, right? More sensitive, So the first one is cleanse. The second one is create a new environment. Get out of like what you see every day. Find a new space. Flourish in a new space. Create a new space, an adventure. The third one is study. I think this is quite relevant to me, but grab a book, like finish a course, like go into some study. And the fourth, the most important, the most like powerful for me is manifest like go and create the life of your dreams like actually go and and bring in your full potential go and create your full potential by sitting in a very present silent state i mean it doesn't have to be that you could dance you could dance your way through it but be intentional about the next 6 to 12 months of your life so that's the journey that I'm on. Um, I'm really excited to just keep sharing it and and share my learnings and findings and my experiences. Like, you know, when I finish this little three-day, five-day fast and my solo retreat experience. Love to all that are, that's on the other end and, and love to all beings that are out there right now that are, in pain and suffering and you know unconsciously choosing a bunch of stuff that doesn't serve them in their life i pray for you and um i pray for me too so that's it episode five we're getting there folks and so much love peace thank you so much for all the messages and all the beautiful comments and i'm really starting to get like actual people like you know getting stuff from this which is wild and they're messaging me and yeah, I just so much love to you. (sighs) Thanks for listening to the Integratus podcast. Thanks for being a human that is actually choosing the path to see, seek and heal oneself. Lots of love. Peace out. John O'Franz on the flip side. Bye.